Once upon a time, there was a fantastic podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. It's time for the Nancy Rubin Podcast, the storytelling episode. We all love a good story, don't we? But did you know that being able to tell a story is super important? The Greek thinker Plato once said, those who tell the stories wall over people. So in this episode, we're going to get some top tips on how to tell stories. But that's not all. Because we have a treat for you. On this podcast, the Nancy Rubin community is coming together to read a story written by Mrs. Karen Spiro. Welcome to the Nancy Rubin podcast, Karen. Please tell us how many books you have written and what do you like to write about? I've written actually uh, 15 books, but only two have actually been printed at the moment. A uh, third one will be out in March, hopefully. Um, all my books that I've written are part of the Marky series, series, which are stories about a flying, talking dog called Marky. How do you get the ideas for your stories, Karen? I'm not quite sure how I get my ideas from my books, uh, from my Marky books. Uh, but I can tell you that the first book um, came about when there was, um, I have got a, um, a very vivid imagination. I love telling stories, make-up stories. And I was once in a car with my two um, granddaughters and um, I was taking them to be bridesmaids and they were being very naughty girls in the car. So I told them to sit down and be quiet and I'd tell them a story. So it's just a story came into my head about how a little boy was walking through the bushes one day, uh, walking through the forest one day on the way home from school, and he heard something in the bushes. And he looked in the bushes and there was this little tiny white dog with a um, very cute little dog. And he picked up the dog and the dog was licking his face. He was so happy to see him. And he took the dog home and he asked his mummy if he could keep the dog. And the mummy said, no, you can't. And then he persuaded her, of course, as all you children managed to do with your mums. And he took the dog up to the bedroom, up to his bedroom, and he held the dog and he, he looked at it and he said, hello, little doggy. Um, uh, you, you know, you're my new best friend. And when he looked at the dog, he looked at the, the dog's ears, just behind the dog's ears. He had two little tiny white buds and he, the dog suddenly said, Shalaboo! And when the dog said, Shalaboo, his wings opened and he started flying around the room. Now, while I was carrying on with this story, uh, one of my granddaughters, Hannah, who was four at the time, she said to me, uh, Mama, tell me, what's the name of the dog? And I said, oh, I don't know, what do you think? So they said, both girls said, oh, I don't know. So I said, well, Hannah, tell me, you've just started um, school. What is the name of your teacher in reception? So she said, my teacher's called Mrs. Markey. I said, okay, that's what we'll call the dog. We'll call the dog Markey. So um, then for many years, I used to put all my grandchildren to bed and tell them a story about a flying dog called Markey. And, um, and that's how the story came about. But each time I think of a different subject for each story, I just think of things that I've done or things I've seen or, or 
things I might have read about, and they just become stories somehow. In your opinion, Karen, what makes a good author? What makes a good author? Well, I think a good author is someone who can use their imagination and write about anything that interests them. So just think, you know, use your imagination, stretch your imagination. Think of all the things you'd like to do, would like to be, and just write. And that, I think, is what makes a good author, just to explore your imagination. We would really love to be top storytellers, Karen. Do you have any tips for us? I think the best tip that I could give you about becoming a top storyteller is to read as many books as you can get your hands on. Reading is the best way to enter into a world of make-believe. It's, it's, a, it's a way of putting more knowledge into our minds. And we learn, the more we read, the more we learn, the more we're able to put those words onto paper and to explore our own imagination and to write about whatever we want to write about. And of course, reading is something that um, can sometimes you think, oh, I don't really want to read. I can't be bothered. I'd much rather watch TV. But actually, if you read a really, really good book, a really good book, like if you were going to read, say, something, um, a Harry Potter book, if you read it properly, you'll see that actually it's like a movie in your mind. It's like actually watching a movie by reading. If if the read if the story is a good story and it's written well, then you will feel as if you're watching a movie. So I would say that um, reading is how you can start to become a good storyteller. And our last question. We would love to read your story, Marky and the Missing Pencil Case. Can you give us any advice before we start practicing it? So if you want to read um, uh, Marky and the Missing Pencil Cases, then I suggest, and you want to practice, then I think... The best way is to, first of all, Miss Humpleman, you have to make her mean because she's not a very nice lady, as we know. Um, incidentally, there are no real teachers in real life that are like that, I'm sure. This one is just somebody I made up and she's um, she can be very horrible and rude. Um, so you can use a very sort of fierce voice when you're reading the book, when you're reading the, the bit about her. Um, but in comparison, Miss Goody, who is the class teacher, is extremely nice, a very kind teacher and very understanding. And she listens to what her pupils have got to say. So you put on a nice, kind voice when you're reading about her. Jojo and all his friends are very helpful, normal, nice kids. And so you just speak <laughs> in a normal, nice way about them. Marky, of course, is a character. Marky's great. He's there. And remember, when, when, when he wants to open his wings, he'll always say, Shallaboo! And if he says it in that voice, you know, really loud and really expressive, his wings will open and he can fly. And he adores to um, help people by solving problems, solving mysteries. And together with Jojo and, and all his friends, that's exactly what they do. So try to make it expressive when you're talking, when, when you're reading the book. Try to make it expressive and um, think about each character properly and how you would um, imagine their voices to be. Thank you so much for all your advice, Karen. We shall definitely try to use it to become even better storytellers. And now we are proud to introduce Marky and the Missing Pencil Case, written by Karen Spiro, read by Karen Spiro and the Nancy Rubin community. 
Jojo and his friend Jack walked to school on a beautiful sunny day. As they approached the school gates, their friend Sammy ran down the steps singing, Hi guys, would you believe another pencil case is missing? Wow, said Jojo, that's four this week. I wonder who is taking them. Good morning, children, said Mrs. Goody. I am sad to tell you, yet another pencil case is missing from the lockers. So we clearly have a thief in the school. Miss Humplebump, the head teacher, is coming to talk to you. The door opened and in waddled Miss Humplebump. She was mean looking, with a great big wart on her nose. Children, she roared. I am here for a very short time while Miss Smilalot is on holiday. I believe one of you horrible little people is a thief and I will personally discover who that is if it's the last thing I do. On the way home from school, Jojo, Jack and Sammy talked about the scary Miss Humplebum and wondered what she would do when she found the thief. They were hoping that Miss Smilalot would be back from holiday soon. Why don't we get Marky to help? He's so good at solving crimes, said Sammy. Great idea, said Jojo. I will talk to him now. Jojo arrived home and Marky ran out to greet him. Ashkababa, Jojo, what's up? Marky, we need your help, said Jojo. We have a thief in school who is stealing pencil cases from the children's lockers. Can you help? Of course, Jojo. You can rely on me. Just after breakfast the following day, Marky started celebrating his wings opened and he flew beside Jojo and Jack all the way to school. When no one was looking, Jojo smuggled Marky into the janitor's cupboard where he waited and waited and waited all day until school finished and all the children had gone home. There was Miss Humplebum creeping around the lockers with a great big key ring containing all of the locker keys. One day they'll become clever adults and that's not good for me at all. Marky watched from the light on the ceiling as below him Miss Humplebum opened the locker, took Jojo's pencil case and marched off to her office where she added to all the others she had stashed in her cupboard. Marky was shocked. He couldn't believe that a head teacher would steal from the children. Miss Humplebum was very pleased with herself and wobbled off to the kitchen to make a cup of tea. While she was gone, Marky quickly ran into her cupboard with a big tube of glue which he put on all the pencil cases. Miss Humplebum came back into her office and went straight to her cupboard to admire the brightly coloured pencil cases. But Marky slammed the door shut. Bam! Locked! 
Miss Humplebum was so angry and screamed, Let me out! Let me out! All of the children followed Jojo and Miss Goody into Miss Humplebum's office. They could hear noises coming from the cupboard. Help! Help! Get me out of here, you dreadful children! shouted a rather muffled voice. Miss Goody opened the cupboard with her spare key, and there was Miss Humplebum, with pencil cases stuck all over her body and even her bottom. Everybody was so shocked when they discovered that Miss Humplebum herself was the thief. As Miss Goody ran off to phone the police, Miss Humplebum was screaming, I hate children! Get this glue off me now! Miss Goody came back with the police who arrested Miss Humplebum. Although it was rather difficult to put handcuffs on her as she was covered in pencil cases. Well done, children, said the policeman. You've solved the crime very cleverly. Now, which one of you discovered it was the horrible woman? Jojo, Jack, and Sammy winked at each other. Only they knew the real truth. Marky had once again saved the day. Shanaboo! 